welcome to the Less Doing Podcast. Less Doing, more living, more living, more living, more living. Hi, I'm Ari Mizell, and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Hey, everybody. It's The Less Doing Podcast, episode 173. Today, I'm interviewing David Schneider of Ninja Outreach. But before that, I want to get to the links. So... First of all, thanks for everyone for tuning in. If you're in the northeast of America, you may have noticed this ridiculous heat that we've been having, but hopefully you're able to stay cool. I think that uh, the heat like this can be a huge drain on your productivity. So uh, the things that you can do to, to stay cool and get your work done uh, are going to be really helpful. So the first thing I want to tell you about is a service called uh, Law Trades, Larry Law Trades. Now, first of all, this is kind of funny. There's actually a disproportionate number of lawyers in America named Larry. There's also a, a disproportionate number of dentists named Dennis, which is kind of funny. So maybe your name does determine what career you end up taking. But uh, this Law Trades is actually another one of those great text-based services that I've been talking about so often. But this one is for getting legal help. So you can text Larry and you can get connected with a lawyer. You can purchase legal services or just ask legal questions. Now, you may be wary of getting legal advice via SMS, but uh, it's backed by a pretty big network of attorneys and uh, Law Trades is, a, is an established company. So if you need basically like instantaneous legal help, this might be a really cool place to start. So uh, check out Law Trades with Larry. Uh, Ryan Holiday, who's been on the podcast and uh, who I've, I've met many times now, and is a great writer. He wrote, he wrote The Obstacle is the Way, has an article over at Thought Catalog called Here's Your Productivity Hack. Go the F to sleep. Uh, and he uses the full word. And yes, it's an explicit podcast here on Less Doing, but I don't use curses unless there's a, a real reason. So uh, anyway, basically... It talks about how you're doing all these different hacks for productivity and, and stuff, but you're not sleeping. And sleep is the source of all health and energy and essentially says, go to sleep, get better sleep. Now, again, that may sound you know really simple and silly, but it's true. A lot of high performers, a lot of people in general don't get enough sleep that they should. And there is no universal number. Some people need more, some people need less, but you need to organize your life around making sleep a priority because without sleep, you're, you're, you're just simply not going to be able to perform the way you want. Your health is going to decline. You'll be more likely to get sick. Uh, you're not able to make decisions as quickly. So focusing on being able to get good sleep. And you know my number one productivity hack for sleep, which I talk about all the time, is wearing blue blocking sunglasses for at least an hour before you go to bed to avoid the melatonin um, uh, diminishing effects of the blue light that you find in iPads, iPhones, TVs, and computers and whatnot. So at least that will help you get better sleep. The next service is called TaylorBot. And TaylorBot is a personal travel assistant. So this is not SMS-based. I've actually done this using Telegram, which is another messaging platform. But essentially, it is a robotic or a bot-based travel planner. And from what I've seen, it is really, really cool. So, uh, for example, you can say, uh, like I'm in a new city, where should I go or where should I sleep or where should I work? 
and they'll give you some really good examples of where you can do that. And then uh, are there other travels around that you might be able to meet up with? They'll connect you with those as well through their network hotels, you know, they can ask what your budget is. It's actually pretty complex what Taylor can come up with. And one of the nice things in general about having this stuff done by automated services and bots is that you're going to get much, much faster results. So you, you know, people of course can find these answers in some cases, but with these bots, you're going to get an answer in two to three seconds sometimes. And that's really nice, especially if you're walking down the street and you want to know if a restaurant is good or not, or where you should eat. Time is money, right? And, and sometimes you can lose interest really quickly. So if you can get an answer in just a few seconds, that's, that's about as good as it gets, right? So the next thing is actually a physical device. It's called the uh, Humping Grill. It's made by a company called Humping. And it's, it's really cool. It's an indoor grill that is smokeless. So basically it looks kind of like a, a little like hibachi grill and it's all self-contained and you can really grill just like like a charcoal, a traditional charcoal grill, but this will suck in all the smoke basically. So if you really enjoy grilling your food, which I do, I love grilled vegetables. Like any, one of my favorite things to do is we have this grill basket for our grill and I just fill it with either asparagus or broccolini or even kale and throw some olive oil on it and uh, salt and pepper and then that's it and just grill it and it's so, so good. It becomes like candy. So this is a cool way. If you're a city dweller or you don't have the space for a big grill, then this is a great way to do it. So, the, the next one, there's an article at Make Use Of, and it's about the, uh, the eight-hour workday. And I actually, I realize that this is pretty interesting because I haven't, in, in all the work that we talk about, about choosing your own work and stuff, I never really talk about the history of where the eight-hour workday came from. It's basically a British Industrial Revolution invention uh, because pri- previous to that, the typical workday was 10 to 16 hours a day, uh, six days a week. And you had a lot of children working in those kind of hours. And basically, uh, in 1817, Robert Owen, who was a reformist, was campaigning for an eight-hour workday. And the the very basic, very simple way they came up with it was eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, eight hours rest. So he's essentially just dividing the day up into thirds, which is cool. So basically, in, in 1926, uh, Henry Ford implemented the eight-hour workday and essentially, not surprisingly, found that by cutting the workday, you had people being more productive because they weren't absolutely working themselves to death. So I thought that would be interesting to know the, the, the background of why we even have an eight-hour workday and this sort of convention. When I talk about people working less hours a day, it's important to know sort of where this came from. So uh, the next one is a great, great piece from Barking Up the Wrong Tree, one of my favorite, favorite websites. It's called The Fear of Rejection, uh, Two Ways to Beat It. So one is that they actually say that rejection can be really powerful but if you make it into a game that's one of the things that can be really helpful so uh if you you basically look at like facing your fears and you turn into a game so they take uh this guy jia jang who actually was recently on the bulletproof podcast and essentially uh he talks all about using rejection and and purposely getting rejection rejected to basically make yourself stronger So uh, one of the things he says, by reframing things playfully with humor, uh, it kills stress. And so in tense moments, joking actually reformats your perception of a stressor. And humor is about playing with ideas and concepts. That sounds obviously easier to do than it. It sounds easy to say that and not really to do it. But if you look at 
these situations of rejection as ways to get stronger, which is about, uh, it's a sort of a, um, it's a thing called hormesis, basically where you're breaking things down in order to grow them more stronger. And this, this is in weightlifting, you're doing this in, uh, cold thermogenesis where you're exposing yourself to very cold temperatures to then have a positive inflammatory response. So anything you can sort of do that's in a controlled way to kind of break yourself down basically allows you the opportunity to grow back stronger. And that is one of the ways that they talk about reframing rejection. Uh, the next thing is called aboardly, and this is really cool. So this is email automation made simple. Send emails to your customers triggered by their interactions or lack thereof with your business. So, for example, you can say you can set rules for how emails are sent with people. So, for so example, if a user signed in uh, in the last, uh, sorry, if a user has not signed in, in the last thirty days, then send them an email and basically say, you know, why did you leave or you're not interested, and uh, you could say that when somebody signs up then or after the second time that they sign in for example to your site then you send them an email that's like a follow-up because they're really interested whatever whatever you think this is really cool way to automate a lot of your email follow-up rather than having sort of a general drip campaign as it's often called where somebody gets an email after the first day then maybe three days later seven days later this is actually based on their their activity and how they're interacting with your site And then the last one is an article from Ben Greenfield about how to make your own smart drugs, natural nootropic stacks, and his brain enhancing compounds of choice. So Ben just came out with Nature CBD, which is his cannabidiol combo supplement, and I've been using it and love it. I think it's really great. But one of the things he talks about here is how you can stack certain natural nootropics together to get uh, additional benefits. And one, one of them that he talks about is L-theanine and caffeine. Now, caffeine, obviously, you're going to find it in things like uh, coffee and even in chocolate. And caffeine can cause people definitely to have sort of a cognitive boost. A lot of people use it that way, but it also can cause jitters and big crashes. L-theanine, which is found in very high concentrations in green tea, actually can balance out that effect. So uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good combo together. Uh, but there's other examples of these things like Siltep, which I've talked about before on the podcast, which I think is an extremely powerful nootropic. And all it is is a combination of artichoke stem and a artichoke extract, sorry, and a mushroom, uh, I'm sorry, a compound called forscolin. And those are both natural, but they found that when you combine those together, then you get a huge boost in acetylcholine. Now, the creator of Siltep was, is a person named Abelard Lindsay, and actually that's a pseudonym, and he's going to be on the podcast coming up soon. So, uh, But check out this article from Ben. He goes into a lot of detail, and there's a lot of different things you can try, and you definitely can enhance your brain function. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode, which is going to be with Adan Harari of Kinetic Massage. The Less Doing Podcast pulls together the top experts in the industry to help you optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life so you can start doing the things you really want to do again. What would you do if you could only work an hour a day? Would you crumble or would you thrive? When I was sick with Crohn's disease, I was faced with that reality because there were days when I literally couldn't eke out more than an hour of work a day. And I had to figure out ways to not only get everything done, but get more done than I was doing before. And that is how Less Doing was born. Less Doing is about you. It's the easiest way to learn and implement a huge amount of productivity tips into your life in a short amount of time. Whether you're a crazy busy business owner, a tired executive in a large company, 
or a stressed out soccer mom, we've brought it all together for you to help you overcome the overwhelm in your life. For the latest how-tos and actual tips on becoming more productive, sign up for my newsletter over at lessdoing.com. But I want to offer you all something more. As listeners of this podcast, I want to give you the opportunity to get on the phone with one of my Less Doing certified coaches. I've trained each one of them myself, and they really know what they're doing. The first call is completely free, and you will get some real advice and tips on how you can be more productive in your life and get back to making things easier again. Thanks for listening, and now enjoy the interview. So now I'm speaking with David Schneider, who is the founder of Ninja Outreach. So, uh, and uh, just came back from a dentist appointment, so I appreciate you being able to, to be on the phone with me. Uh, no problem. Hopefully my voice sounds a little better now that I've had my mouth cleaned. Yes, right, exactly. Uh, so David, why don't you tell everybody what Ninja Outreach is? Sure. Ninja Outreach is a software application for influencer marketing. And if you're not familiar with the term influencer marketing or blogger outreach, it's essentially when you know businesses want to find bloggers to partner with through things like product reviews and giveaways, sponsored posts. And our software is just kind of a tool that helps them find the right bloggers. So how does it do that? Uh, what we do is we sort of um, kind of surf the internet and, and have built a large database of blogs and, and businesses that and combining them with different APIs uh, like Clout and Moz and, and Alexa to bring in social and SEO metrics that would be relevant to the searcher. And then it's really a simple keyword search. It's almost like going into a Google search engine, but it's specifically for blogs. So, uh, and, and I mean, can, we'll, we'll have links to the show notes, of course, all this stuff, but can you like walk us through a little process like how you'd use it? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, and of course, it really depends on, on the individual and what they're looking to get out of it. But let's say, for example, that I'm a food business. I'm looking for food bloggers. Maybe I'm looking for sort of healthy food bloggers. So I could write something like health food blogger or vegan food blogger, something like that. It's going to return you know, thousands of, of results, bloggers, uh, their contact information, social SEO metrics. And I can then segment by what's important to me. So some people want to ensure you know, a level of quality with who they're reaching out to, maybe like a, a minimum domain authority of 20, just as an example, or some traffic. Um, I, can, I can curate this into a list, um, almost like it's a CRM basically, and then I can outreach to them with customized templates uh, to, you know, for whatever it is I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a product review, I can do that, and we sort of custom fill templates as they get sent out. So, and, and uh, how are you seeing people using it primarily? I mean, is it like, I mean, you sort of explained this already, but how are you seeing like people primarily using it? There's a couple of different segments of, of, of customers who use the tool. Uh, the first is bloggers who are really looking to do blogger outreach almost for their own content promotion. So uh, I publish a post about email marketing. Maybe I'm looking for other bloggers in the email marketing space to share it, you know, so just kind of get the word out. Um, another group is startups. So these are, you know, small uh, businesses that are looking to basically get exposure for themselves. Uh, they have a low budget. Uh, 
they're looking to work with bloggers because um, maybe their their target market is online. Maybe they have a digital product, things like that. Um, so they're doing searches for things like product reviews and, and, and giveaways and things like that. And the third group is kind of the agency model where um, they have clients who are you know larger brands who are looking also to basically get more exposure online, social media, things like that. So these agencies use the tool for their various clients. Gotcha. So now let's talk a little bit about how this sort of came about. So you have not always been an entrepreneur. No, no, not not at all. Actually, I would, if anything, I would say I feel like I'm kind of a late entrepreneur. Uh, I feel like you you listen to a lot of podcast stories, and guy was doing the lemonade stand at 11, and you just knew that he was going to you know start right. Microsoft. Like I I wasn't really like that at all. I was really academically focused, uh, focused on my studies, getting good grades, and getting into a good college. And uh, I did I did do okay in that area. Um, and I went to Harvard to study mathematics. Um, and when I graduated, I was uh, one down to Washington, D.C. I'm originally from Boston uh, to work in corporate finance at a financial institution uh, as a business analyst. Uh, And I did that for about two years. Um, And uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, we decided that we really wanted to go travel. Uh, We wanted to basically quit everything and go backpacking for two years. Um, so we did that. Um, we went through Europe and Asia and Australia and we did about 40 countries. Uh, and while we were out there, that's when we started to get working uh, more in the entrepreneurial space. We were working online on some, some digital marketing, um, like freelance work, uh, because we were looking for a way to, to make money while we were out there. We couldn't really think of anything else. We started a blog, um, a travel blog. Uh, travel blog started doing well. We started getting advertisers who were you know reaching out to us, interested in sponsoring posts on our blog and things like that and eventually sort of fast forwarding here for a while but we got to a point where we were paying our way and we were able to make uh, uh, you know pay the bills from the travel and that was really the turning point where we said hey look I think maybe we could go full time on this and we haven't really looked back ever since well that's amazing and, and so what does the team look like now the team on Ninja Outreach is uh, is three founders. Um, the other two uh, guys uh, live in London. Uh, they know each other very well. I, I I really at the time only knew them a little bit. Um, when I th- we're going back about a year now uh, to say June 2014, and I was thinking about my next project. I was kind of in a transitional phase, and I had this idea for you know a blogger outreach software. And I was talking with another guy who actually did a podcast with. Just, just like this, and and he also had um, sort of an, a vision for this social analytics tool, and we started kind of kicking around ideas, and uh, felt like maybe that, that we could kind of combine forces. And I was also in, in dire need of a developer because I'm not really a technical guy, and uh, his friend was was a developer. So the three of us got together and basically started working, and now it's been the three of us, and we have uh, one more or less full time kind of contracted developer, and then a couple of of, of sort of part-time virtual assistants. Great. And where are you based? I am based uh, in Boston in general, but I still do a lot of the traveling that kind of got me started on this. We're planning on heading to Central and South America in, in two months or so to, to maybe spend six months there. So I kind of, uh, I'm all over the place. Well, and so what do you find yourself spending most of your time on? It does 
vary um, because uh, when, you know, it's a bootstrap startup, so you have to kind of wear all hats. Um, but usually, you know, first thing in the morning, I'm probably looking at customer support inquiries that maybe came, uh, you know, came overnight. Um, we have clients in the UK and abroad, so sometimes, you know, stuff happens while I'm sleeping. Uh, so I'll start with customer support in the morning and then uh, move over to product development uh, where the product is ongoing, you know, constant development. And I work with this one contracted developer who I mentioned to really decide, you know, prioritize what features we're going to do, um, make sure that he has clarity on, on what we want and expectations about how long it's going to take and, and things like that. Uh, product development takes a, a decent amount of time. Uh, but when that's done, then I shift more into the marketing. And we do a lot of content and influencer marketing, um, partly because our software is an influencer marketing software, so we're trying to kind of walk the walk here. And we also do a lot of content marketing because, uh, you know, we're trying to find digital marketers and, and they read blogs and they make purchases online, so it's a good medium for us to, to do things. So I do a lot of writing, do a lot of guest posts, writing, write on a blog, things like that. Okay. And then what, what's, what are some of the tools that you find are really helpful for uh, managing the team, managing the company? A couple uh, ones uh, that I use. I try to keep it um, as basic as possible with the tools because I am a, I'm a big fan of tools. I do use a lot of them, but sometimes I feel that you know um, if it, the tool is more complicated than what you need, it, it can actually be a somewhat inefficient, right? Um, so for team management, honestly, Google Docs is, is honestly like my go-to source. I mean, we have so many documents and files in different folders, you know, and I share them with the individual to need to know, and I, I, I can't think of really a better file sharing system for us. I mean, I know Dropbox is, is really popular for kind of sharing files and things, but but this really works well for us. Um, for managing the developers and the assistants, I use Trello. Um, I like, uh, it's, it's just very simple to kind of open up a task, uh, write a description and, and kind of define a few buckets for, you know, in progress and done and, you know, maybe kind of, uh, you know, for later, things like that. And just to know the developer can kind of check a box in a checklist or, or move a task into a different bucket. So I kind of know what's going on. Um, we use Odesk for our hiring and in built in that is kind of like um, time tracking and in, in sort of employee uh, billing. Um, so, you know, that that's definitely pretty important. And those are probably the big three for project management and Skype. And Skype. So, so Skype, are you guys not, you're not using like Slack or anything? No, we don't use Slack. And it's, again, it's not, not anything against it. I just like I haven't really developed the need or the habit for it. I do, you know, we have a couple of different Skype groups. There's one, you know, with me and the developer. There's one with the founders. Uh, between Skype and Google Hangouts, um, that's really how we communicate. Okay, uh, and so do you have uh, other products in the works, or what's like what are the future plans for Ninja Outreach? I think there's still a lot of work to be done on this original product, you know, to be honest. And uh, uh, we're we've been live now for about six months because we launched in January, and uh, now it's you know about the end of June or so. And uh, even though we've come a long way, uh, it's one of those products that it's just it's almost never ending. There's always sort of more features, more data, you know, a better presentation that you can kind of uh, build into the product. Um, so there's kind of a long way for us to go there. Uh, that said, you know, I, I definitely want to keep innovating. I feel that 
uh, when I look at maybe our competitors in our space, and I think that this is familiar with a lot of other people when they look in their space, it seems that when some of the big guys start to lose traction when they stop innovating, when they've kind of had that product that's been out for a few years and it hasn't really had that many upgrades and modifications and they haven't released anything new, that's what really that what I don't want to fall into. So because we're in the sort of the digital marketing, content marketing space, there's a lot of really horizontal you know products that we can kind of deliver as well um, that that maybe maybe will will come up in, in near the end of the year. But right now we're really just focusing on the core product for Ninja Outreach. Okay, cool. So the last question that I always like to ask on these interviews is, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Sure. So I guess when it comes to being uh, more effective and, uh, uh, you know, productive, effective, it's, it's kind of like a shades of gray a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what, what helps me stay uh, productive, first of all, this is probably something that um, you've heard in, a lot, in your audiences, maybe heard again, but I'm just going to sort of drill it home. And having like a very clear to-do list uh, when I wake up in the morning and, and, and saying like, this is what I want to get done today. Um, the times when I find myself being least effective is when I'm, I'm kind of just like almost just treading water a little bit. And I'm thinking about uh, what should I get done and what's kind of the top priority and, you know, and just bouncing around a little bit or maybe I have some a few things on the to-do list but I'm not quite in the mood to do all of them yet and I don't really have another option to work on so having a really full to-do list and, and having it be really clear is probably my, my best advice um, number two um, is probably I think just I, well, leveraging le- leveraging assistance honestly um, it, I just don't really think there's a better um, I don't know if there's a better way of getting more done than simply just having more people working on something, you know, just having more, just throwing more man hours at something. And uh, if you haven't really hired a virtual assistant on Odesk or some other freelancer marketplace, um, really look into it, honestly. For us, it's been a game changer, not just Ninja Outreach, but for my entire entrepreneurial career, as short as it is, it's only been about three years long. But when we first started uh, incorporating virtual assistants, which was very early on, we had read kind of the four-hour work week and that kind of got us most motivated to look into it. It's been, uh, there's no way I could have accomplished anything close to what we've rebuilt so far without it. Just, it would have taken way too much time. So those are probably the big two, honestly. Well, and, and those are great. So, uh, Dave, thank you so much. And, you know, let people know right now where they can find out more about, uh, you and Ninja Outreach. And obviously we'll put it in the show notes, but let them know. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, ninjaoutreach.com is, is our business. You can send me a personal email at dave at ninjaoutreach.com. I'm almost guaranteed to respond within a day. And uh, I'm also on Skype at david.schneider8. So really happy to talk to anybody, anyone who just wants to reach out, say hello. I like the interview or have questions about software, Ninja Outreach, content marketing, whatever. Certainly get in touch. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks, David. Pleasure. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.